Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. The following episode was recorded in 2021. Let's jump in. Well, hello, everybody. It is Tuesday, November. It took me a minute there. It's like, what is it? I don't know. It is Tuesday, November 23rd, two days before Thanksgiving, 2021. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Some of you may be wrapping up the work week with a short work week. Some have the week off. I know students are out of school this week. Um, so I hope you guys are, uh, enjoying the time, whether it's finishing up the work week or already off. Um, and, uh, maybe you've already started working on your plans and for things, you got that Turkey thawing, make sure you get that thir- Turkey thawing. Oof. If it isn't already, it's going to be, it's going to be tough to have it thawed by Thursday. <laughs> we took ours out Saturday and, uh, almost forgot left it, kept it, gave us, see, there's a thing. When you give yourself a reminder, you actually have to listen to the reminder. When the reminder says, hey, take your turkey out of uh, the, fr- the freezer, you actually have to go do it then. <laughs> like just having the reminder isn't enough. You actually have to follow the instructions. Um, but anyway, so by noon on Saturday, we took it out. So we should be good. It should be nice and thought. It's not a very big turkey because it's kind of a, we're going to be kind of a, just, a, just the four of us this year. Um, so it's not a big turkey. So should thaw a little faster than, you know, some of those big 20 pounders. Um, look at me talking like I know something about turkeys. I don't guys. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just spitballing right here. I really don't know what I'm talking about, but um, at least, but I think, I think that's true. I think what I said is true anyway. Um, but yeah, looking forward to the holiday week and um, Hey, so you probably, some of you maybe have found the podcast I released on Saturday telling my story, uh, story of transition. I've heard, I've gotten so many encouraging responses from that. Um, and I hope it's helpful to people. I hope it um, helps people going through transition. It is so helpful. You know, I mentioned the podcast in that particular podcast, you know, how I, against all odds, survive succession. I mentioned that it's helpful for pastors. You know who it also is very, very helpful for? helpful too. And that boards, board members, those church leaders who, you know, are helping a church navigate through pastoral change. Um, it's really helpful for that. So, you know, I know this is the daily podcast. It's really not about that, but if you've listened to that, uh, that podcast that I released about my story, um, be man, if you know, people who are on boards or on search teams or uh, other congregational leaders who are going through those seasons, or maybe they're just, they've just seen transition in their church, man, I would highly recommend, you know, it sounds like a selfless plug, but my heart is that it will help people. So let people know about it, um, share it with them. Um, you know, if you want to share it on your timeline, if you want to share it in a private message to someone who you think might use it. And some people have already done that. They've reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm sharing this with so-and-so because I know they're going through some of that stuff at their church and it would be really helpful by all means, please do that. That's my, uh, that's my heart for releasing it out there. Anyway, as I said in the podcast, it's not, uh, for people to feel sorry for me. 
um, again, we're in a great place. We're, you know, it's, it's really to help people learn some lessons. And so on the lessons thing, I mentioned in the podcast that I'm going to release, um, 10, the 10 lessons I've learned, uh, through transition. And I haven't released that part of yet, but you know what? I recorded one through three. So the three of the 10 lessons have been recorded. I'm going to think I'm going to break it up into three podcasts. So that are like 20 minutes a piece, three lessons, um, you know, three, three and three or three, three and four. So that there's 10. Um, so my question, you can answer this. You can let me know in the, uh, in the, uh, episode, uh, you can, if you're listening on Spotify, I know a lot, most of you, some 70% of you listen on Apple podcasts. Um, I can tell that by the analytics. So most of you listen to it on your iPhone and your, uh, on Apple podcast. So you won't be able to really respond to this other than if you just want to email me. Um, but how do you want me to, how, um, you, uh, you know, audience participation here, community speak into this. How should I release those? Should I release them, uh, now, like release those first three today, or should I release, uh, them the first one on Thanksgiving day and maybe do three on Thanksgiving day, three on Friday, three on Saturday. So should I release them now? Like today, the first one today. So release them as they're recorded. Or should I wait and release them on Thursday? So I'll ask in the episode um, uh, feedback, uh, you can respond. Should I release the first three lessons today or should I wait till Thursday? Make it simple. Simple question. Should I wait today or wait till Thursday? So um, you let me know. All right. Um, you know, because this gets cluttered. If I start releasing too many things at the same time, it's cluttered between the daily podcast and then the stuff that's related to um, the, uh, my story. So, but today, right now we are finishing up first Thessalonians, very last chapter, chapter five, last chapter of first Thessalonians. I told you we would, we would wrap up, uh, first Thessalonians, um, today. And then tomorrow we'll do, actually we're going to do chapters one and two tomorrow of second Thessalonians. Um, and so we will wrap up second Thessalonians this week as well. So we'll probably do one and two uh, tomorrow, uh, chapters one and two of Second Thessalonians, and then we'll go. Um, probably won't have one on Thanksgiving Day, and then on Friday do chapter three, and we'll ha- we will have wrapped up Second um, Thessalonians as well. All right. Well, so glad you guys are on today. Thanks for being a part. And as always, you can give me feedback about the podcast at Bible Study Podcast Twenty Twenty at gmail.com. Love to hear from you always. So. Uh, all right. First Thessalonians chapter five. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you for we for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. So, again, he's talking about the return of the Lord. There's a lot of questions in, Thess- in the uh, Thessalonica, the Thessalonian church. You know, what about the people who die in the Lord? What about people who die? What about people who are still alive when Jesus comes? What about people who die before Jesus comes? When is Jesus going to come? You know, questions we still ask. <laughs> they were asking right after, you know, still in the, in the first century, right after Jesus uh, had returned to the Father and the early church just started. They were asking those questions. When, when is this going to happen? How will we know? We don't want to miss it. And Paul is saying, look, it's um, the return of Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. Now, the, the, the analogy here is the way in which a thief comes. And that is by surprise. 
<laughs> it's not, don't get the character of a thief. All right. There's no, the, the parallelism between the thief and Jesus. <laughs> the parallel is between the way in which a, a thief comes and the way in which the Lord's return will occur, which is by surprise. It will be a surprise. Um, <laughs> it will come like a thief in the night. Like, well, you didn't expect it. You didn't think it was going to be tonight. You know, if, if so, you would have taken uh, proper measures. Um, verse three, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Hmm. So everybody's saying, oh, don't worry about it. That's, that's fine. No, no need to be worried. You're, we're good. Boom. Suddenly it comes. Verse four, but you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should not surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So uh, Paul's saying, it's going to come by surprise, but it should not, you should be prepared. You know, you're not children of the darkness. You're not, you're not, in, you're not blind. You're not ignorant of this. That's uh uh, that's what he's saying. It's like, as children of God, we, you know, you need to be prepared that you should be ready that you um, and that you're not you're not in darkness. You're not going to be you're going to be surprised, but you're going to be surprised and, and joyful, not surprised and horrified. Verse six. So then let us not be like the others. So don't live in darkness. Don't you know, don't live unprepared. So then let us not be like the others who are asleep. But let us be awake and sober for those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. He's saying he's, he's drawing a parallel between um, physical, natural, like drunkenness and spiritual drunkenness, um, spiritual blindness. Like, don't be spiritually drunk. Be alert. Be sober. Be aware. Um, be children of light, not in darkness. Verse 8, but since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate. Yeah, how don't we do that today, man? Put on faith and love, covering your heart, covering all your vital organs. A breastplate covers the vital organs of, of, a, uh, of a warrior's body, uh, the heart, the lungs. Um, Put faith and love over that. May your heart and your uh, your very action and attitude and movement today be, may, it, may ours be motivated by love and by faith. And the hope of salvation as a helmet. You know, Paul talked a lot about the, um, the armor of God. And here he's kind of given a, a, a few of those again. Uh, breastplate, he's thinking about the Roman soldier, right? The breastplate. Of faith and love, and in uh, another place in Ephesians, he'll talk about the breastplate of righteousness, and here the the helmet of salvation. So have your mind filled with the mind of Christ. Let us go out today with the mind of Christ. May we see and respond and perceive like Jesus does with the mind of Christ. Verse nine: For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. 
Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Yeah, here's that thing again where Paul's saying, hey, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> keep doing what you do, man. You, you're doing this. Just keep doing it. Do more of it. Encourage each other. Again, this word of Jesus's return uh, for a believer should be a word of encouragement. It should not be a, a word of fear. It should not. It should not cause us to be gripped in fear or anguish, thinking, "When is Jesus going to return?" No, we're children of light. We've been adopted into the family of God. We, our hearts are guided by faith and love. Our head is covered with salvation. We are. We are in Christ. So the the notion of Jesus's return brings delight to our heart because <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> We are not, as he says, what we are not, uh, we have, he has not saved us for wrath. He did not appoint us to suffer wrath. No, but to receive salvation. So, you know, salvation is, is both past continual and present. You have been saved. So if you've given your life to Christ, you have been saved. You've been justified. It's as if you have had not sinned. Christ paid the penalty for sin. So it's justification. You, it's just as if you had not sinned, a legal term. Your, your, um, your, um, the charges against you have been paid for. They've been and, and dropped. You are, it's as if you had never sinned. Um, you are being saved daily. Jesus is saving you. He's saving you right now. He is at his work of salvation, is at work in you. Um, it's a work of sanctification. He's purifying growing, developing you, developing me. So it's past, it's continual, and it's future. One day he will save us. We will be with him forever. That's glorification. <laughs> There's justification, sanctification, glorification. One day we'll be glorified. We'll be perfect. The, the, the hurts and the pains of this body will be no more. The hurts and pains of this world will be no more. We will be with him as he is. Hallelujah. <laughs> Talk about a Thanksgiving reason to give thanks. Hey, today you might just want to say, thank you, Jesus, for saving me, that you did save me, that you are saving me, and that you will one day save me. Hallelujah. Past, continual, and future. Or you might say past, present, and future. Yes. So encourage each other with these days, with these, with this message, you know? So he says, encourage each other. This is good news. When Jesus comes, man, you get saved. You get your ultimate salvation. Verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Uh, it's interesting. I One of the churches I visited over the uh, yesterday or Sunday, um, I've been fortunate enough on my sabbatical, again, just down to like four days of my sabbatical left. Um I don't preach this Sunday, but I preach the following Sunday. So back at it in a couple Sundays. But anyway, um, they preached on this passage. This was the passage they preached on. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, uh, who care for the who who care for you in the Lord, and admonish you. What are these? These are your pastors and leaders. Now it's going to sound funny as a pastor me saying this. I'm just reading the word, guys. Um, so they're saying they'll he's Paul is telling he's a he's an apostle he's not in the local church he's an apostle an overseer over the church and he's saying hey local church people of God acknowledge those people who God has placed among you who are pastoring you and shepherding you who are caring for you in the Lord and who are admonishing you 
acknowledge them. Hold them, verse 13, hold them in highest regard, in love, because of their work. You know, there's been, um, <laughs> there's a lot of, this is, this is, um, this is an important reminder because in our culture, pastors are not held in high regard. They really aren't. Um, in, a, in a list of like um, the most disrespected uh, occupations of about, um, you know, basically um, pastor was second only to used car salesman <laughs> as the most despised. So um, it's it, so but church, we've got to honor these people. You know, if we, if we want, you know, if we want young leaders to fulfill that calling of God in their lives and, and lead the church, if we if we want um, pastors to be encouraged and man, they, they're living with a lot. Pastors are living with a lot of discouragement. Seventy some odd percent of pastors feel worse about themselves now than when they entered the ministry. Their self-esteem is 74 percent. If they said, do you feel better about yourself before you entered the ministry or now? Seventy four percent said they feel worse about themselves now. Wow. So a lot of pastors are walking around with a, despite what they may look like, they're walking around with a pretty damaged self-esteem. Um, you know, the, the statistics are, are, are crazy uh, when it terms, comes to pastoral uh, discouragement, discontentment. That's why so many are leaving. That's why we're in such a leadership crisis in the church. Paul, years before it, all of that, is saying, look, admonish those, hold them in highest regard in love because of their work because in a lot of places they're not that work is not going to be appreciated but you in the church you know how important this work is <laughs> right <laughs> you know people are like what does a pastor do anyway i mean you know what, what what is there to do i mean honestly just read the bible can it be that hard <laughs> no but you know what i mean pastor what do pastors do i mean the pastors care for people. They care for the sick. They're people, they're with people at their highest and lowest. They're, they, they're with people when they're married. They're at people, they're, they're with people when they're going through marital crisis. They're with people at the birth of their children. They're with people at, at the death of their children. They're with people at, in death and in loss and in grief. They're daily um, or at least weekly imparting the word of God into people. And there's a there's a um, there's a burden that comes with the word of God, a burden of getting it right, a burden of a burden. I, I'm just speaking personally. There's the burden of doing it well, like making sure that the word of God is clear and not, uh, you know, it's not from the first, the, the book of first opinions, <laughs> but it's from the book of the Bible, you know, and that weight to to make sure that that's done well and that. Um, it's properly honoring God and leading people. Um, there's a weight. Um, then you have the, you know, pastoral, just the, the, you know, honestly, the business side of church. There's a, you know, in, in churches, there's a business side of a church. You've got, you know, you got to pay the bills. You got to figure out how to manage things. You got to, you know, run the staff and make sure staff and personnel and volunteers are encouraged and, and supported and, and feel valued. So there's the weight of that. Um, 
Then there's the, you know, all of the outreach stuff, the burden for the lost, the burden for reaching those who are far from God and thinking and, and praying about how you can mobilize a church to do that and then implementing, planning and implementing strategies to make that happen. And then you got children, making sure the children are being properly taught and nurtured and, and developed in the Lord. Then you got students who making sure students are, are finding God um, while they're in those critical middle school and high school years so that when they go out there, uh, of the student ministry, they have a vibrant and a real relationship with God. There's so many things. <laughs> they work hard among you. Hold them in highest regard. Live, live in peace with each other. <laughs> you want to bless your pastor? Just be nice to each other. <laughs> You know, you know, some of the, you know, one of the biggest, one of the biggest blessings you want to give your pastor a gift, just be nice to other Christians. <laughs> That's what Paul's saying. Hey, look, because one of the other things is you got to deal with church conflict. That's the other thing. I mean, trying to keep the people, the people of God unified and loving each other and dealing with disagreements and dealing with conflict, dealing with, um, you know, different personalities. So Paul's like, just you want to bless your pastor real good here? Because I'll live in peace with each other for the love of Jesus, please. Verse uh, six, uh, verse fourteen, and we urge you, brothers and sisters. Just, we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those. I love, I love this. He kind of breaks it down a little bit to different people. Warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Um, so he says, warn the idle. And, and this is like the, the, uh, those who are idle, like they don't have anything to do. So they're just sitting around just backbiting people. Um, they're, so they're divisive. So they're, they're so, they're just, uh, so, so any, what does he say? Everybody's not treated the same here, right? For those folks, you need to warn them, warn them that they're being destructive, warn them that they are not doing the right thing. Warn them that God will, uh, God is watching. <laughs> And that there are ramifications for the way you're treating the body of Christ. So you warn those who are idle and disruptive. Now, other people are disheartened. They're just, you know, maybe the burdens of life. They've gone through a string of bad events in their lives and difficult times. You know what? Encourage those people. Encourage them that they're not forgotten. And maybe that's you today. Maybe you're 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 discouraged. And maybe you found this podcast and I'm here to remind you that God sees you. God loves you. God's for you. God's working your salvation. He's working salvation through you. He's working redemption. He's working what you're going through. He's working it out. He's already mobilizing resources to come to your aid and help. Be encouraged. Help the weak. Sometimes it's just the physically, emotionally, financially weak, just um, feeble. Help them and be patient with everyone. Mm. Verse 15. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Yeah, don't 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 get in that, um, you know, back and forth game, eye for an eye, wrong for wrong. Don't do that. Strive to be strive to do what's good for each other. Verse sixteen. Here's with just rapid fire, machine gun fire um, admonishments. Here, really, verse sixteen. Rejoice always. Why? Why can you rejoice always? Because of all that God has done. The joy of the Lord is our strength. He has blessed us. He is with us. 
We can smile at the future, even when current circumstances are not optimal. We can smile at the future because God holds our future. Rejoice always. 17, pray continually. This doesn't mean like stay on your knees all day praying. It just means being aware and in, in communication with God all the time. Hey, we can do that today. We can do that today. As we finish this prayer time, we can continue in prayer. What does that mean? Continue talking to God all through the day. As you're going into that meeting, breathe a prayer to God. God, help me um, be productive and helpful and encouraging in this meeting today. God, as you walk by someone's desk, voice a prayer for them. Lord, bless Sally. I know she's going through a time this week. May you bless her and encourage her. My neighbor across the street just lost his wife tragically Saturday um, and you know saw the EMTs pull in and found out the next day that she had actually passed. Um, you know, may the Lord help me to encourage him somehow. But thinking about people, how can you encourage each other? Um, you see someone in your, in your, um, in your community, pray for them. Pray always. Um, give thanks. Here we go. This one's good for, for this week. You might want to just read this verse at the Thanksgiving table. Here you go. Here's a, here's a Thanksgiving verse for you to read at the dinner table on Thanksgiving. First Thessalonians chapter five, verses 16 through 18. It would be beautiful. How, how about this? Imagine this. You're sitting at the, at the, uh, at the uh, Thanksgiving table. And you say, you know, before we carve the turkey, can we just read this verse of Thanksgiving? Well, yes. Yes, we can. Here it is. Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Hmm. Now let's enjoy some turkey. <laughs> Give thanks in all circumstances. Verse 19, do not quench the spirit. Don't, um, don't hinder the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit work in your life and in the community. And what is it? What is it? So what is quenching the, these other things? When we don't do these other things above, we quench the Holy Spirit. When we're not joyful, when we are, uh, when, when we are disruptive and idle, when we um, are not helping the weak, when we're not patient, when we're not praying, we can quench the Spirit. So don't quench the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. When someone's speaking the word of God, don't, don't hold it with contempt. Even if you don't like their personality, don't hold it with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Reject every kind of evil. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who called you calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Yes, that's beautiful. May the God himself, my, this is my prayer for you today. Let's just pray the word of God over each and every one of us. And it's this, may God himself, the God of peace, sanctify us through and through. May our whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls us is faithful and he will do it. Yes. 25, brothers and sisters, pray for us. Greet all God's people with a holy kiss. <laughs> I charge you, brothers in the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Amen. Man, that's a good word today. Good word from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Hope you enjoyed it. We, You know what we do? We read, we pray, then we change the world. It's time to pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for this journey through 1 Thessalonians and just these reminders about um, being ready in season and out of season to be ready for your return, that we can encourage each other with these, with these words because you one day will come back 
and you will totally and completely save us. And we will be glorified and we will see you as you are. And we will, with that great um, crowd of witnesses, confess that you are Lord to the glory of God. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for my friends today. I pray your blessing upon them. I pray that they might, as, as I do as well, apply these words to our lives and live them out today. May we have our hearts uh, guarded by faith and love. May our head and our thoughts be um, consumed with the mind of Christ, with the, with the uh, message of, the salva of salvation, the gospel. May we have gospel thinking. May we make our decisions with the filter of the gospel. What would Jesus do? What is he about? What would glorify him? Um, Lord, may we rejoice always. May we pray continually today. We give you thanks in all circumstances. Lord, we, uh, we pray we would not quench the Spirit, but we would be open to what the Spirit, Holy Spirit is doing in our lives and in the lives of others. And Lord, we choose to reject every kind of evil and to hold on to what is good. Lord, thank you. We, uh, we invite your sanctifying work to work in our bodies and in our lives and in our spirits today. We love you. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Again, you can always reach out to me about the podcast at Bible Study Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Always love to hear from you. Also, again, I'll put in the episode notes that quick little poll. Should I release those first three lessons regarding what I learned through transition? Should I release those today or wait for Thanksgiving to release them? You let me know audience participation and I'll do what you tell me. I'll just do what you tell me, guys. You tell me what to do. I'll do it. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you guys so much. We'll, we'll start second Thessalonians tomorrow. Thanks for being a part of this. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.